Sports. Oh, this is so good. The Final Frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. Did you really think that after absolutely blowing your butt out in game one? Did they blow their butt out? Yes, they blew their collective butts out to try to get that win. Their weekly mission to provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Take me to Flavortown. Luke Anderson. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Will Darkens. I know what you're thinking. What will the butt test tell us that the nose <laughs> test did? The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map. just turning into gigantic Mexican. And 1080thefan.com. Hour two! Let say anything for hour one. Shame on you. What are you doing? What are you doing with your life that you weren't available to listen to the first hour of this radio program? Uh, well, be better next time. That's all we can ask. But if you missed hour one, you can go back and listen to it after the end of hour two. <laughs> it'll be backwards, but it'll be fine. It's available on podcast. Uh, TennyTheFan.com, uh, Odyssey.com, the Odyssey app. And now, did you hear about the newest? In new season markets. No! Yep, certified fresh and organic. The Sinner and the Saint. Available at all new seasons. You're welcome. Oh, that's lovely. It is. It's fantastic. So go and uh, get yourself a uh, fresh uh, salad and uh, some nice uh, protein for your meal. Put that together and uh, mix it in with a little Center and Saint podcast as your sauce. Give it a little extra oomph. And that alternative teen working at the uh, cash register will... Serve it up for you. That's right. It'll be perfect. Everything that you could want and more. Uh, let me get to your very quick uh, update here, Mr. Darkins. We are 145 days, 8 hours and 20 minutes, 47 seconds from the start of the NFL season, which is very exciting. Just a couple weeks away from the NFL draft. But and no real big news coming out of the NFL. We've got uh, quarterback watch. What's Lamar going to do? When's Aaron Rodgers going to be a Jet? But I'm so sick of those conversations. So we turn to baseball. And as I always try to do, mm. for you, because yeah. you hate yourself some baseball. So I'm not going to give you a bunch of stories about, see what Jared Kelnick's hitting? You see that slider that broke 23 inches and struck the guy out? Who's Jared Kelnick? Jared Kelnick's uh, left fielder for the uh, Seattle Mariners. Nice. Yeah. Here's what I do have for you. Do you know what today is in Major League Baseball? It's Jackie Robinson. Day. It is Jackie Robinson. April 15th. It's Jackie Robinson Day. Every player in Major League Baseball is going to be wearing the number 42. It's fantastic. Jackie Robinson's debut in Major League Baseball uh, was on April 15th. So every year we celebrate it. The number is retired across the league. Um, so it's a big day. Anything anything that uh, that you have negative to say, about baseball coming together for something that's actually good, young man. I know of you hate baseball. Of course not. Though I will say my uh, my knowledge of baseball was so horrible that I remember a couple of years ago, I, I wasn't even aware if Jackie Robinson was good at baseball. Oh. <laughs> I did it. I mean, I, I understood why yeah, yeah, he yeah. was such an important figure sure. because he was the first African-American player to play in the majors. But I literally put the question out. I was like, 
and, I, and I'm not yeah. deriding anybody. Yeah. I literally was like, well, was he good? Or I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. just because yeah. you're the first doesn't mean that you have to excel Be at it. Be great at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. So, um, But yeah, that uh, was uh, 1947 that that happened. Obviously, a lot has changed in the world since then. It's so wild, dude. Isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, that's... I don't know. To think that like it took that long in the United States. Well, I mean, they played baseball from the eighteen sixties, uh, professional right. baseball but, like, to have in the 1880s, like yeah, to have everybody actually come together to play baseball. And I mean, maybe wow. this is just—it it was not a smooth transition. Oh, like, we're all coming yeah. together in Kumbaya. Right. Did you ever watch the the Jackie Robinson movie Forty Two? I did not. Chadwick Boseman. That's that's worth a watch. It's a it's a very very good telling of the story, I think. I mean, obviously, um, you know, you you have people that uh, that yeah, you know, were were a lot more inspired by Jackie Robinson uh, that that believed the same thing. But it's a really good story. I think you should go. And, watch and I it. think the comparative for the NBA, which I know better, is like Oscar Robertson. That like he is uh, he is incredibly bitter to this day about how he was treated sure. playing on white teams. One story being of which, or not a story, but just a circumstance that. Uh, as they traveled, they put him in a separate hotel. Oh yeah, yeah. Than they, the white players, not a separate floor of the same hotel, yep. or you know, uh, I guess that's the only other like thing you could think. But no, a a separate building away from the white yeah. Well, players. the Celtics refused, or the black players for the Celtics refused to play in a preseason game after winning, I think, their first or second championship with Bill Russell. They went. They were supposed to play a preseason game in kansas city i think and they went in and they were not allowed to stay in the hotel and they're like, all right we're out of here no but we have a gun we have a what? that's awesome i mean basketball i mean i think i think i mean awesome of, that the players were like oh, 100 all right peace <laughs> well i mean that that was that was the thing good luck know, winning well when bill russell passed away i mean i think that was as much of his legacy i mean, like, i won 11 championships but you look at how he was never afraid to talk on social justice and 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 be at the forefront of that and you can look at kareem abdul jabbar who was part of you know those the civil rights conversations muhammad ali jim brown and it, there's there's a lot of people that had to put up with a lot of injustice long after Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier, but it is a very important step in this country becoming uh, at least, you know, we, we won't say it's, it's certainly not a perfect union that we have, but it's certainly a lot more tolerant place. And I can't imagine, especially growing up in the Northwest, it just seems so, you know, far away that there's this bitter racism that happens in this country. Um, but looking at it where it still prevails today, but imagine what you would have had to go through to be the first black player in major league baseball when it, when it truly was America's pastime. Well, yeah, not only that, I I think too, just, and you know, you, you like to have hindsight or you like to think that, uh, if you were picked up and put into a different time that you would have different thoughts. I I think a lot of times, you know, we think back to, uh, you know, organizations or people in this country back in the 40s or back in the 50s and say, you know, these were terrible people. Some of the acts they did were completely awful. But I would challenge you to think that if you grew up back then, that you would be the game changer, that you would be the one that would stand up against everybody else if you were, say, white and say, this isn't right, this is horrible. I just challenge you to think, would you have actually done that? Because I think as you grow up in that society, yep. you start to either accept it or you fear backlash for speaking something out. I myself feel like if I started to just watch this, like watch Jackie Robinson play really well or watch 
Oscar Robertson play really well, I think my mind would start to click a little bit going like, well, wait a minute. Why don't we have everybody play? This is great. Like, yeah. well, well, <laughs> like but why you, the hell aren't the best players on the floor? But take your example of Oscar Robertson not being able to stay in the hotel. Yeah. I mean, you've watched Green Book, I assume. Uh, no, I Ooh, haven't. Geez. I know. Okay, yeah. it's, all, it's all good. Uh, it's, I should. That's it, on that's the list. An, that's an excellent movie yeah. and uh, uh, very entertaining. But but the other thing is, even if you were the guy, let's say you're the hotel manager, where it's like, Mister Robertson, we'd love to have you stay in this hotel. It was against the law. It's not. It's not like it was a matter of the manager being like, "Well, we're not going to have you know people of your kind in this hotel or whatever." It mm. was the law in the South, in the Jim Crow South, that you were not allowed to stay in those hotels. So you weren't just going against public perception; you were going against the law of the United States, and that's where it got really you know uh, uh, dicey for anybody that wanted to stand up against it. And so, yeah, it's 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 a great day to celebrate. Uh, a, a, a moment in time where things started to get better. And I'm sure uh, there's, there's many people that would contribute that we have a long way to go. Um, but yeah, you, no reason not to celebrate the moments that, uh, that put us on the right path. That's what I'll say. Now, with that said, I've got a couple ridiculous stories about baseball, uh, that we need to get to. Uh, some of them include flying wieners and, uh, people not being able to chat with their buddies as much, uh, before they hit the baseball. Sure do love wieners. We will do that next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. The Center and the Saint tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back in. The NBA playoffs are officially underway. That's fun. Uh, right now, the Philadelphia 76ers lead the Brooklyn Nets 9-7. This one's pretty much over. <laughs> I've seen enough. <laughs> I think I've seen everything I need to see. Just put Philadelphia into the second round. <laughs> Not the game. The whole series is over. The only thing you're missing is a suit to get you on an ESPN set. <laughs> I've seen it. That's enough. I'm I've calling seen it. All. That's it. It's over. It's over. Oh, now it's 11-7. It's just it's hopeless. <laughs> It's hopeless. Uh, we are in the middle of talking about baseball. And uh, if you are just joining this program for the first time, Will Darkins hates baseball. He believes it's dying. It is a sport that has uh, passed its expiration date and slowly will fall into the ocean, much Stinks. like Southern California. Smells. It's awful. Uh, it has no redeeming qualities and never will. And the rule changes that baseball made are only a desperate effort to save a sport that has no hope of ever recovering from the self-inflicted wounds it has caused itself over the years. Well said. Is that right? I guess yes. you're <laughs> but I will remind you that uh, the, uh, the league that sits atop the mountain that is sports in these United States is the NFL. And every year they make tweaks to the game and they make adjustments and they make things. So baseball, I think probably a little slow to make changes uh, because there are so many traditionalists out there, but this year they've implemented a few things. They've got the uh, pitch clock that is now out there. They've also made the bases bigger. Now having the bases bigger doesn't seem like a big thing, but steals are up. People are stealing more bases, which is fantastic. And the pitch clock seems to be working exactly as Major League Baseball hoped. Uh, game times are uh, quicker by more than 30 minutes. Uh, they've also uh, taken this shift out of the game, and batting averages are up 16 points. So all of these things are good. 
But if we go back to the pitch clock, has a couple unintended consequences. Now, normally what I like to do uh, with the show, a little peek behind the curtain for anybody listening, is there's not a lot of us here on Saturday mornings. Uh, it's it's Will produces the golf show. Uh, Jason Swigart is here. I come in. Uh, we've both got, well, I guess all three of us, when Swag is here, we all have our personal chefs that are provided by the Odyssey team. And then, of course, the Odyssey dance team is here for rehearsals. Diego's a great man. Listen. Both Diego's are great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, the, the, the small crew of us are here. What I normally try to do is I try to save uh, some of the things that we discuss so you don't hear them because I want to get your genuine on-air reaction. Yeah. Well, one of the Diego's let it slip that one of the things I don't want to talk about was the pitch clock. Yeah. And one of the unintended consequences of it was what put you on the rant that I kind of just described, how baseball has no chance. But I find this to be hilarious. And now that you've had a chance to think about it, I want to get your opinion. One of the two unintended consequences that I heard about this week is that the pitch clock is cutting down players' ability to catch up with their buddies from the other team. (laughs) Uh, One of the guys in the article, Brandon Crawford, is notorious for coming up, catching up with the umpires and the catcher when he walks into the batter's box. And he said that he's having a hard time focusing on um, getting up to bat. And if you don't make the pitch clock as a hitter, if you're not ready to hit, then you get a ball, uh, get a strike. And if the pitcher's not ready, uh, the hitter automatically gets a ball. So guys like Brandon Crawford, who love taking a few seconds to catch up with their buddies, no longer have the time to do that. The other place where there's a ton of conversations in baseball is first base. So a runner gets on, they catch up with the first baseman, the pitcher takes their time, they look over at first multiple times, uh, and they have a chance to kind of catch up with their buddies. That is going away. Now, your first reaction was... I'll let you do it because because it was it was pretty fantastic. You were pretty upset by my first how reaction. Baseball was. Yes, my first reaction was basically like, "Oh, I feel so awful for you, making hundreds of millions of dollars, and you can't catch up with your buddy. Oh, that must be terrible. Like that just must be the worst thing ever. That as you're getting paid incredibly disgusting amounts of money to work." four days a week you are now having to cut down on the time that you catch up with your buds while the while being paid hundreds of millions of dollars this goes into my greater rant about yes it does pro athletes pro athletes as a whole pro athletes as a whole i don't care what anyone's told you your purpose is to entertain. Oh, that's shut it. up and dribble. Did you no, just shut up and dribble? It's not shut up Did and dribble. Did you just shut up and dribble? It's not shut up and dribble. It's why are you out there doing what you're doing? Why, why are you getting paid to do it? Yes. You do? Why Where are you getting paid out to go out there and do what yeah. you do? It is not for people to go into an arena free of charge and just and be in awe and just like, I'm glad we got to come into this arena free of charge and eat the food the owner has so generously provided for us. No, it is entertainment. So the fact that now you're getting time cut out from chatting with your buddies, I don't really care. Yeah. I, I don't. It kind of goes back into also, and I'll, I'll just dip into here quick and then dip no, out. fine. The whole like NIL thing that everybody oh, yeah. like constantly was like, man, these kids should get paid. These kids should get paid. 
and I agree with you, but on the second half of it as a fan, I go, wait, wait a minute. Why? Everybody's like, well, cause it's only fair. Okay. What, why is it fair though? Like, what, what do you mean? Like, how is it affecting you? How is it going to affect you that once that kid gets paid? Like, yeah. what, what's going to make it different? How does for it you? change your life? How does it, it change your How does it change your experience with the game? Well, I'll tell you how it does. USC, who lost to Tulane at the end of the year, yes, they did. Still gets five star players. Of course they do. Now, if I was a player and I wasn't getting paid, I'd look at that team and I'd go, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, here, here's here's what I what I love about this unintended consequence because you make rule changes. The NFL does this all the time. They try to change the pass interference rule because there was a missed call mm-hmm. at the end of a game and they change it. And it kind of the game for the first six weeks of the season takes a step back. This has been a very positive change, but cutting down on the uh, the <laughs> idle chatter in a baseball game between players, yeah. it's kind of made the players focus a little bit more. And everyone, at least everyone that was in the article that I was reading that was cited said, it's kind of a good thing. It means I'm focusing on the game a little bit more. I'm not catching up with these guys. And I'm focused more on winning. The rivalry aspect of it seems pretty obvious, but but this but this is a big complaint about the NBA yeah. is you watch it and everybody's friends. It's like you should be mad that you lose anything that cuts out on the the camaraderie. Doesn't that feel like a benefit to any sport? Oh, I mean they don't have to I don't hate, know because they they're, they're friends in the NFL too. Well, I get that, but they, yeah. but they wait till after the game and they find each other. But if you're, in the NFL. Yeah. You're on the opposite sideline, and what's That's said, true. and what's said in the trenches—the one place where guys are close enough that they can actually chat—they're not friendly conversations. Wide receivers being chased by a shutdown corner yeah. tend to end with Jalen, uh, uh, what's uh, Jalen Ramsey <laughs> rifling his helmet at another player, yeah. whatever it is. That to me is where it should be. It's because the intensity of that countdown in football to. Dude, we got we got twelve seconds right now before the ball is snapped, and we have to try to murder each other. Yeah, yeah. and our jobs are both on the line. I kind of love that. And footballizing the the Major League Baseball uh, game is not going to be a bad thing. Yeah, That's no, I'll about. tell you what. I, I think, think it's, it's good so far from what I've heard, uh, and from what the statistics will show early on. Yeah. The rule change has been good for the game. Now, I've got to correct you there. I do have a negative unintended consequence of Major League Baseball playing faster. We'll get that to you after this SportsCenter update. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. The fan text line 503 to go fan. T-O-G-O fan. One of our listeners uh, pointed out a pitch clock. We're talking about the new pitch clock in Major League Baseball. They pointed out a Maybe a flaw in the pitch clock uh, that occurred last night. Uh, I don't know if you know who Cody Bellinger is. No. Cody Bellinger is uh, former MVP, former World Series champion with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, He is now playing for the Chicago Cubs. And he returned for the first time in a road uniform to Chavez Ravine. Uh, to play against his former team. Yeah. So he spent his entire career. Right. Very, very good player. He's kind of fallen on uh, some injury yeah. problems, and his, his numbers have decreased. But 
the fans in Los Angeles gave him a very warm ovation his first at bat last night. And when he stepped in the box after kind of taking in all of the ovation, he was over the pitch clock and kind of strike. That's great. That's incredible. <laughs> That's pretty fantastic. Uh, yeah. I do have to give you another uh, moment that uh, made me lose faith in baseball recently. Oh, sure. Was my brother. Uh, Your he, brother who screams at children about football? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Sure, just to make sure it's the right guy. Uh, I asked him, like, how much do you watch baseball? Yeah. And he said, you know, none. Sure. And I said, I'm too busy yelling at kids. <laughs> Get in the right position to tackle. That's not a way to pursuit. It's called a three-point stance for a reason. I asked him, do you know who Shohei Otani is? Oh. And he goes, "Why?" He goes, is that like a, is that a team? Wow. And I go, no. I go, he's like the most yeah. fantastic thing in baseball. Like he's being compared to Babe Ruth. You know who Babe Ruth is? He's like, oh, of course. Yeah. And I go, yeah, he's being compared to that. Like he's probably going to be the most. Bar? That's good. Like he's probably going to be, you know, the most wealthy athlete ever in a, yeah. in a year. And I was like, you don't, you, nothing at nothing. all. He's like, nothing. Yeah, I've literally never heard of that ever. We we have talked about this. Baseball is terrible at marketing. Yeah, they do not. They do not get their stars out there. You you would not be able to pick Mike Trout out of a lineup. No. Yeah. So back to the pitch clock and its unintended consequences. Uh, you heard about this uh, in Market News on uh, Marketplace. Marketplace. All, all places. Love that show. So, Major League Baseball games are about 30 minutes faster. They're getting completed quicker because of the pitch clock, which is good. The action is is quicker for fans. Everything is great. But, Major League Baseball teams are losing out on revenue from... <laughs> beer sales. That's great. So almost all major league, all major league baseball parks were cutting off beer sales at the seven things stretch. So if you want to go out and get a beer at before the game is over at the seven things stretch, you need to get up, go out, crowd the lines, get your last beer, or get two because you can get two per player or two per fan. Um, so if you just came to drink, it's a lot harder to get out there if you're in, actually enjoying the baseball game because it's it, you have less time to get up and go get your beer. So, at least three teams have already moved their beer-selling deadline back. So, the whole idea behind this beer deadline to begin with is, well, if we stop at the seventh inning, give you a couple innings to sober up. Now, this never made sense to me because not all innings in baseball are created equal. And I think it was Isaac and Souk that we're talking about because I think Souk went to the game. Last year, the Mariners played a playoff game that was 18 innings. They cut off beer sales halfway less than halfway through the game and nobody can get up and get a pop after the seventh inning they played another 11 innings so it's always been a stupid arbitrary rule you probably had anyway. some real pissed off people that were coming down yes yeah like i'm gonna get a hangover yeah. during the game yeah. but and you can't leave it's a playoff game like it's a win or go home situation so you can't leave during the game anyways uh, so the whole idea of leaving after the, or stopping beer sales was when you leave, you have a little time to sober up in between. And now teams are moving it back. And I know at least one uh, player has pointed out, they're like, well, if the last couple of innings take less time, shouldn't we move it forward in the game? Like cut off beer sales in the sixth inning. But by no surprise, uh, it's all about money. Well, and I think it's interesting too, that like this wasn't, 
And maybe it has, and it's just something we aren't we're not aware of that uh, possibly the MLB had worked before time with distributors to kind of like cut some more revenue their way, anticipating this. But like you would have thought they would anticipate this, like this rule, which is the greatest rule change, the most seismically shifting rule change possibly in the sports history. Well, when they added the third base. <laughs> um. But I mean, you know, for the past fifty years, this has been. I'm just. Yeah, I mean, but you know what I mean. Like yeah, this is. It's dramatic. This is dramatic. Yep. So you would have thought that not only because this is dramatic, but because this has been talked about for the better part of a decade, it's been played around with sure, the yeah. idea of well, why don't testing we do a fish in the minor yeah, leagues right? and doing the whole thing. They would have had somebody that would think about the economic side and go, okay, well, if the game's faster, let's think about the fans for a second. What are one of the major things fans love at sporting events? Beer. Yep. Okay. If the game is faster then, and we have this projected sales with the game being slower, we need to think about that and warn the distributors and say, hey, you need to be aware this is going to happen. My curiosity is is where this is actually being driven from. Is How so? What do you think it costs to get the exclusive license to sell beer in a Major League Baseball stadium? Oh, man. that's, I mean, I mean, there's, I'm, I would be, con- and I'm, I don't know this. I don't work in the operations of it, but I would assume that there is a distributor that has their beer in there. And there's probably a couple competitors in each of these cities mm. that does not. And yeah. I can't imagine that being a small price tag. Yeah. So my thought is that this is probably being driven by the partners that gives them a lot of money. I don't think it, I don't think the, the teams care about the individual sales. No. I think their partners care very much about the individual sales. Yes. That would be my guess. Yes. So figuring out a way to to pretend that uh that they care about safety, moving the uh the sale back an inning and still having it look like, you know, hey, we don't we don't want people to go and drink and drive, which is what Major League Baseball wants, but keeping their beer partners happy is gonna be a tricky dance. And I think there it's already been brought up by players going, I think you're moving it the wrong way. But the fact that we're talking about it and you're hearing it on Marketplace means that this is a big impact. Yeah. One last quick baseball story. I just need you to guess how this went wrong. So some people will tell you that Philadelphia has the best sports fans in the world. Most people will tell you that they have the worst sports fans in the world. The Philadelphia Phillies decided to have dollar hot dog night. It went spectacularly wrong. Tell me why. Uh, just knowing what I know of Philadelphia sports fans and, uh, how angry they could get over small things. Yeah. I think they threw the dogs on the field. Oh, close. Oh. They threw the dogs at each other. At each other. Yes. Wieners and face. Turned out a huge food fight broke out of the Phillies game. It's great. Now, this started when they started losing to the Marlins, and the Phillies are not off to a great start, and Bryce Harper's still getting ready to come back from injury. So there are plenty of reasons why they're starting back. So they were just slapping each other's wieners. <laughs> just just slang and wang all over the place. Just wieners flying. Because they go and find the videos of them just chucking dogs all over the place. I got to tell you, man, uh, that would be... The moment I get up and leave, <laughs> the second that a yeah, I mean, look, if I'm going you in the neck, yeah, like if I'm going to a baseball game, well, let me put you in this situation. Say your whole family's going, it's you, Sharon, and the twins. You go to this game, and you're in Philly. 
<laughs> all of a sudden, these two drunk Northeasterners are slapping each other with ween, and your kids are kind of getting getting a little blowback, right? Like there's some hot dog falling on their heads. You're, yeah. you're like, ah, just deal with it. It's baseball. It, it, you're not it, picking the family up and going, we made a mistake. If it's, <laughs> me, and, if it's me and the kids, yeah. If it's me and my brothers, <laughs> well, that's different. It's yeah, yeah. It's a, listen, watch the videos. Tell me it doesn't look like it's kind of fun. <laughs> I'm sure it would be. And again, and like, like you say, if, you if spent, it was, if it was you me and my brother, of, me and yeah, friends, yeah. yeah. But I think about For like, kids, yeah. yeah, me and well, the family aspect. Me and my nephews. Yeah. Uh, like, how long is it before I'm like, Pick up our stuff. We got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, it's uh, it, it's very Philadelphia. And if that's a $9 hot dog, everybody can complain about the prices of concessions at uh, professional sporting events. If it's too cheap, people are willing to chuck it at other people. Yeah, dog, a uh, dollar a dog is. Yeah, I'll throw a dollar bill at somebody. I think that's, that's the fun. Costco deal. But I'm not it? throwing a $10 bill. Yeah. It's either the Costco deal or the, uh, the Ikea one. Uh, yeah. NBA playoffs underway. We'll tell you what to watch for in a segment we call What to Watch. We do it next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore's showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on the Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. Yo, Will. Four games today, four games tomorrow. You had to pick one from today, one from tomorrow. What are the two games that you're watching in the NBA playoffs? What are the two games that I'm watching? Well, obviously, tonight I want to watch the nightcap. I got to see uh, Kings Warriors. I want to see. I think the Warriors will win tonight, and I predicted this to one Jason Swigard this morning. I think the Warriors will win in seven, okay. but uh, they'll win tonight, and then the Kings will kind of get a hold of themselves and come back, and they'll keep trading until they, they finish out and sack down. The other thing that will be interesting about that game is uh, both teams could score 170 points yeah. in, in every game. I mean, the yeah. highest scoring well, offense. Wiggins coming back. That will be a defensive piece that you got to consider, but, but the I scoring, agree it will be probably highest scoring high. team in the NBA is yeah. the Kings, and they're not afraid. I don't think the Warriors are afraid of having a shootout with anybody. Sure. Um, the other game today that's going to be, uh, I think, interesting, and I don't know how far either of these teams can go, but I think the series is going to be insanely competitive. Knicks, Cavs. Knicks, Cavs. Yeah. Yep. Now there is a good little stat there. Um, Knicks had won three out of the four uh, meetings between the two teams this season, though it is playoff ball. Yep. And the Knicks are very famous for being crappy lately oh, yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, so. well, this is the first time since 1998 the Cavaliers are in the playoffs without one LeBron James, too. So that's awesome. They, they don't have uh, they don't have a ton of uh, playoff history without uh, one yeah. of I won't say the greatest one of the greatest players uh, of all time. Oh, you gonna call him the guy? Oh, I'm not. 
Uh, I'm, I'm starting to lean towards Bill Russell. He, 13 seasons, 11 championships. Uh, just because it shuts people off. They're like, what about Jordan? I'm like, just champ, chips. chips. Got nothing on Spreewell. Chips, bro. Uh, let's, go, let's go to tomorrow. Uh, what's the one game? If you had to watch one game, you get to switch oh. after the series. What's the game one that matters the most to you? Oh, you know, out of morbid curiosity, <laughs> Lakers, Grizzlies. Amen I want to that. see. I want to end up that. I mean, look, you know, it was pretty pathetic what the Lakers had to go through to beat a, uh, a um, Timberwolves, a, a Timberwolves team without arguably their second best player, uh, Rudy Gobert. So, I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to see. You know, the Grizzlies obviously have been dealing with some off the court stuff as the season ended, and they were going on a couple losing streaks as well. So, you know, there is something to consider. But I think there's just too much overwhelming talent on that side, and Anthony Davis. I mean, you've said it a million times on here. It's, you can't trust it. No. You don't know. You don't. You absolutely don't. Well, and the, the thing about tomorrow's games is I think it has, they have the most compelling teams, but they don't have the most compelling matchups. Lakers, Grizzlies, I think you're correct there. But the Bucks and the Heat, I don't expect, no matter what Jimmy Butler says, when when we're up against the wall, this is how we always respond. I'm like, mm, didn't you have a chance to win the first game to get into the playoffs? And didn't uh, he guarantee a win? Yeah, he lost to the Hawks. And then... Spolster is like, they're green berets. We just drop them off, and this is what they do. <laughs> do you lose to the Hawks? Dude, the Bucks are going to wipe them off the face of the planet. I, I I can never want to watch a Clippers game, and who knows if playoff P is even going to play. I think the Suns are going to run them out of the gym. And then the Nuggets against any other opponent, I think this would be intriguing, but I did see more from the Timberwolves last night. They do have Rudy Gobert. That one is the one that gives me the second most intrigue because I don't know if the Nuggets – really are for real as a top seed in the West. Well, it's so the matchups, that, too. It's that you got, <laughs> excuse me, it's that you got Gobert on Jokic, and Jokic pretty much at certain points during the game runs the offense, which yeah, is oh, a little yeah. bit unheard of for a center. But, like, that matchup will be very interesting. I, I it's, it's sneaky. And um, you bet that a lot of Nuggets fans were rooting for the Thunder. Oh, they were yeah, saying, no like, please give size. me them. Yeah. yeah. They, don't have the, they don't have the size yeah. that they have uh, for the T-Wolves. And you have one of the, you have a defensive player of the year uh, that can guard your best player. Yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting. And Anthony Edwards played better. He played much, much, much better. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the NBA playoffs. Uh, but this time next week, we'll be talking about some of these series wrapping up. It should be a fun one. But for right now... We're done. Everybody have an absolutely wonderful weekend. We'll talk to you again next week. Uh, we're done. When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps. Just purse your lips and whistle. That's the thing. And always look on the bright side of life. Come on. Forty and a half inches of, of wiener hanging yes. out on. Wasn't he the white Jordan? He is black.